Stay tuned for Love Talk with your hosts, Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock. Special guests on the program today, Linda Chandler, talking about what God is doing in Israel. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellis and Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Thank you, Mike. This is a great day in the neighborhood, and we're so thrilled to be here in the studio for KTXW, 1120 on the AM dial, and worldwide on the web at www.ndpaustin.com or ktxw.net. Now, that's all of them, Kathy, so people know if they're listening to us, we're all one and the same. But it is exciting. Thank you, Kathy, for being with us today. Oh, it's great being here, as always, Evelyn. There's so many ways that our listeners uh, listen to us, each program. And as you said, they listen to us on that dial. They live stream. They go to their smartphone app and download the bridge, and they listen to us. They go to our a website at ourlovetalknetwork.com. They download our archives. So many ways to catch up with what we are doing. And we are just so pleased to be with everyone um, in the studio today. And we have a very, very special guest for everyone today. And it is Christmas time, Evelyn. We must. Yes. Uh, mass must. <laughs> 
And we've just gotten through with a beautiful December 25th celebrating Jesus' birthday. And I tell you, that really fuels the joy, doesn't it? When the Holy Spirit gets involved, it is a joyous time. And um, that means time for loving and living Christ's way every day, all year long. And today we are looking deeply into God's word for some promises, principles, and a plan for living and loving well. Well, who's our guest today, Kathy? All right. Our guest is Reverend Linda Chandler, pastor of Austin Brethren Church, married to Gary Chandler, uh, superintendent of the Copeland Schools, mother of three boys, founder of Host Ministries, author of Gates of Redemption, and now co-author of our new book, Praying and Praising Across Texas. I don't know if she ever gets time to sleep, but we are so glad that she's <laughs> Welcome, with us here Linda. today. What a Welcome. joy to have you with us today. It is a pleasure always to be with you too. Y'all give me great joy. And it's just just to get in here and breeze in here, it's just like the Holy Spirit's wind's blowing already. It's the wind of the world. That's what right. it is. The wind of the word. And Amen. as the Lord speaks to us, he does it in ways that make it possible for us to understand, not only understand, but get up, get out, and go tell and do something. Well, that's right. And we are going to be talking for God's plan for times such as these. We know God is a plan maker, a plan keeper, and he has a plan for life. He alone opens the gates of love and redemption. And there's been a lot happening uh, not just in the U.S., but the Middle East, uh, you know, some very uh, terrible news has hit the wires of what's happened in Pakistan with these uh, school children, over 100 school children um, shot down in Pakistan because they were children of the military. And so I think the Tal now and that was by the Taliban. Um, they actually went into the schools and said, you know, children, which children here um, are children of the of the Pakistan military, of the mm -hmm. government military, and every child that put their hand in the air very innocently uh, got gunned down. And so this is uh, this now is um, calling for great action within Pakistan. They are taking a very hard line against the Taliban, and I think God has used this to really open the eyes of individuals about um, you know that. Uh, the unacceptable actions that take place. And so um, while we're not going to be really talking about this uh, today in depth, we do want to recognize that in God, God will always use things for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. There are there's a lot at stake right now. These are incredible times to live in. This is not a ho-hum world that we live no, in. This is. is a great time to be a Christian, to be a Christ follower, follower, and he is calling us to stand with him, to stand for him. It is a great time to tell God's love story. And, Linda, we are so glad that you're with us here to walk us through this. Well, I think that a lot of this, even with the Gates, you know, Gates of Redemption has been a story that's been on my heart because we need to use the word redemption. It means to purchase at a great price. The greatest story, the greatest Christmas thing was that God literally came down, touched the earth, and then gave his great gift of love as Jesus Christ. That is our Messiah. That is our follower. He is the answer to every question. He is the solution to every problem. I believe that he weeps over also that. But he is our hope. Because our hope is that... All things, as you said, that's my life verse, uh, Kathy. All things work together mm -hmm. for good for those that love the, the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So that love 
we need to use that more because people that do horrific things when they feel disfranchised, I'm not taking up for them and what they did was horrendous. But what I'm saying is how can we turn that into good then? We need to begin to reach out to other people with that love of Christ and, and, and keep extending that hand of um that, that Jesus said, blessed are those who are the peacemakers, Absolutely. for they shall be called the sons, and I'm going to add daughters, of God. That is so true. And, you know, when you look at it and what's going on in our world today, it's not a surprise to us, is it, Linda? No, no. Right. He said darkness would grow, but the light's got to grow stronger. Right. And we are his light-filled gifts of love. So, you know, that I, I just got really excited just even listening to both of you introduce and get ready this morning, Kathy. I mean, it is that he is the light in us. He's guiding us. He's directing us. And so we want to give people hope that, yes, this is horrendous, but our hope will shine a better plan than even that what we've been walking in. More light to say on our path so that we can um, help um, combat this situations like this. You know, I love this when we actually personalize this because God is a personal God. What he says we are to take personally when he Mm, wants that mm -hmm. light to shine in the darkness. When we are willing to be to stand for him, to be that light, he will so position us on a hill that that light will shine and he will so pour out his Holy Spirit within us that it will be a bright light. And his desire is to strengthen us. His desire is to uphold us. And he just searches the earth for those who will look to him and stand for him. He searches the earth to strengthen those. Well, it is uh, exciting uh, in the day and in this time in which we're living, Linda, because of the connections Mm-hmm. that God is making between mm-hmm. ministries and, and people of need and bringing really to the front burner an awareness of he is in charge of time. Yes. And the days are numbered. There's no doubt there is. Your book, Gates of Redemption, mm-hmm. uh, let's just talk about that a little bit. How did you come to uh, have the passion to write that book? Well, I... I uh I was real passionate from about 2007 when I heard about um, this whole process about gates and that, that there were these seven gates or seven mountains around God's mountain that were the um, matrix like for every culture has this government, education, yes. family, you know, those gates. And I was just, I really started thinking about that. And, and what God led me to, though, first was that if a person's single heart if you don't individually first change yourself you cannot expect or let god change it excuse me let me say that you can't do anything but with god's help because the heart is the dwelling place and as we change those hearts transform and let god do that through jesus christ's work then we become change agents in the world in those cultural places business education government you know those seven cultural um Gates. So what I did is I just, God was just really teaching me um, how a heart can be transformed and how it can be basically redeemed. And I, I love that word redeemed because it means purchased at a great price. Mm-hmm. The greatest price was when love poured itself out on that cross for us. I mean, there is no other gift that has that could mark that as greatest. And so as he began to, sh- he began to show me in my own life 
my own life first, how that he had begun the work in me. And he took me to things that are attributes of God, like how we should be thankful, um, yes. how we should be humble, because this is who Jesus was. You know, he was always pointing us towards the Father, always. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen God. And so I want to be a person that if you see me or know me, somehow or another, I can make God real because you see that my actions hopefully will match. It's a work in progress, though, always. None of us are perfect, but we know the perfect one, and he dwells in us. So I begin to think, how do I steward this God dwelling in me in my heart? How do I steward that? And so he took me through this, and I used my own life as a story. Um, Uh You know, when I've had to be humbled, uh, the things that he taught me how to be thankful for, my family, my children, things he did in my life, uh, you know, I have a story, a very poignant story in there where he literally resurrected my son yeah. from the dead. And it it brought my husband faith, a really strong faith after that, because he experienced the absolute presence of God. You know, Linda, when <clears throat> we think about where we are in our world today, you know, we first are surrounded by our family and and all the traditions that we go through for Christmas time and New Year's Eve yes. and mm-hmm. getting ready for the new year. But Christmas is so special to us because it is the thing that fulfilled the promise of God to the Israelite people. I mean, he promised David that he, from his line would mm-hmm. come Messiah, would come Savior, would come Jesus. Uh, I know you have a really great interest in Israel and Absolutely. what God's doing there. Let's talk about Israel a little bit. Okay, let's do. Well, I think that also you see, you know, we we were also uh, expressing early that hope. We're talking about hope today, too. Hope from a confident heart. And, you know, hope is a confident expectation that a desire will be fulfilled. There's, right. a, there's always, in God's word, he says he's put eternity in our hearts. It's in Ecclesiastics 3.11. He's put eternity into our hearts. It's like a beacon for us. And so the Messiah was literally that beacon that, that fulfilled all of that, that God was real, that he, he loves his people, that he's merciful and compassionate, and he came in that presence. But Israel... The reason why it's so interesting is because Israel is like God's timepiece or his clock. It's where you can literally look and see the promises of God having been fulfilled and and where it will be completed, completely fulfilled. And so we always have to keep our, our it's just, it's like his watch. It's like a timepiece. It's, it's um, and I'm just so passionate about all the people that live there, um, and uh, have lived there and will continue to live there. Well, you know, one of the things that is so concerning uh, to us is the way that we uh, look at Israel. Uh, you know, we mentioned the seven centers of power that comes through the National mm-hmm. Day of Prayer as we make that part of our prayer program. And one of, one of the things about that is that we are called to pray for Israel. Absolutely. We are called to pray for Israel. Uh, We need to take our break. And when we come back, I want us to talk about why God chose Israel in Bethlehem for the birth of his son. And why it's important for us today. Right after this, stay with us. 
Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to ensure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at the Bridge 1120 Today's Christian Talk. Welcome back to Love Talk. We are talking today with Linda Chandler with my friend Kathy Enderbrock and we're talking about the real meaning of Christmas. And that is hope. That's who Jesus came as a pro- He was promised by the Father. And we're talking about Israel and why Israel was so important then and why it's so important now. Well, because its purposes began in, uh, well, the land, really it would be Iran, Iraq. But he sent the promised land was that land of Israel. That was where he was going to play out the story as we know it. And it's not just a story, but I'm saying it's the history lesson, however you want to do, of our Christian the heritage. The prophecy, yeah. The prophecy fulfilled. Uh, and it's well documented. I mean, in extracurricular stuff, it's not some fairy tale like people want to say it is. Oh, isn't that a nice fairy tale? No, it is truth. And it is like you you always say, it's love on display, literally. Love on parade. Love on parade and and display. And so Israel is so important, but but especially um, the story of Jesus, because that's how we have come in and know God, by being grafted into the story um, as, quote, Gentile believers. Because during that time, you only had two nations. There was the Jews and everybody else, the Mm -hmm. Gentiles. So, 
you we become grafted into that because then Jesus came for everyone. John 3.16, for God so loved what? The world, not just the Jewish people, not just the Palestinians, not just the... He loved the whole world. And he was going to use one man to bring us all in together in peace. And it's a man of peace. Um, Israel, um, I think Jerusalem, if we look at that, what I've thought about that, is that from the very first, the first mention ever of that was in the Old Testament, and it's when Abraham had been out, and he'd come into the, and he he met King, and Kathy, I want you to say the name, because you say it so much better than I do. Melchizedek. Melchizedek. I have, a, I've <clears throat> maybe a pastor, maybe theologically whatever, but sometimes I can't pronounce my names. And you do such a good job of that. Well, she comes from a Jewish background. That's part there of you go. There you that go. Must be it. But anyway, that means that was, he was the king of righteousness. He has no beginning. Nobody mm-hmm. knows where he came from. And we don't even know how he ends. But Abraham honored him by giving a tenth of everything to him. That's the first mention. So he was the king of, at that time it was called Salim, and it meant peace. The king, uh, the city of what was a peace. So Jerusalem means city of peace. Mm-hmm. What better way for Jesus to be, do his ministry? Most of his major ministry was there. And then we also know that that is where God chose to display the greatest love letter ever of the gift of Jesus on that cross. We might not think of it as a gift, but it was. It was the redemption. It was the price that had to be paid mm-hmm. for all the world to see. So you, you take a city like that, and that, that city has been fought over more. More times right. with more things if you go through its history. And so even with Israel, I think you have to look at this. You know, I tell our, our um, listeners, go to a map. Go to a map of the world. Israel is almost like a pinprick on the map compared right. to all these other countries and everything. Why do we fight so much? Why does the world fight so much on that, either destroying it or taking it over or whatever if it wasn't real about God, mm-hmm. why would anybody care? Why has more uh, wars and everything? So you have to think about those things. To me, it's just very much proving the reality of God. Well, it is the reality because uh, gee, if you follow from Abraham's line mm-hmm. through David's line, mm-hmm. God renewed that promise. And the promise was that he made, and we say this often, don't we, Kathy? With Ezekiel, Ezekiel lived in a time much like mm-hmm. we're living in today. And he Absolutely. looked at his world and he said, it's going to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. You know, that's basically what he said. Mm-hmm. And God spoke to him and he said, I know you're discouraged. Now, this is Evelyn's verdict. I know you're discouraged. I know you're seeing the things that, that are not of me. But I want to tell you something, Ezekiel. There's going to come a time when I'm going to take out the heart, their old cold, stony heart. This was to the Jewish people. Absolutely. And bring them a brand new heart, a new heart. And that new heart we know is Jesus. And so that's one. I think one of the reasons that we are so cognizant of Israel today and what's going on in our world, as you mentioned, Kathy, that the those who are at war with Israel and most of the other part of the world uh, come from the line of Ishmael and are determined to put death uh, on everything to the point that they can control. And, you know, it's not not uncommon for us to uh, listen to those reports and just think, oh, well, there's nothing that will ever change that. 
But God has a plan, doesn't he, Linda? Absolutely. And in fact, just this um, past week, I've really done some deeper studying and I came across a book, Blood Brothers. And I, I would get everybody to get it. I don't know the, him. And his name is Elias Shakur, C-H-A-C-O-U-R. He is the Archbishop of Galilee, but he's Palestinian born. And he calls himself a son of Ishmael, but his whole ministry is based on that. Blessed are those who are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. And his whole thing is to, he said, because of Jesus being in his life, mm-hmm. all his life. He, he was part of a group of Christians from 2,000 years ago. I've never heard of them called Melkites. And they, that is the name that means men of the king. Yeah. And they can trace their roots all the way back, way back to Jesus. And he was of Arab descent, but his family came to know Jesus. And so they became Christ bearers um, of the Messiah. And he was there in Israel when Israel was reborn again in 1948. And so he's had to live in all of this. But he is a man of peace, does great things about peace. And... Um, so God's plan is that he's going to, through Jesus, if everybody comes through Jesus, whether they're Muslim, you know, whatever, yeah. that we are going to know because Jesus is the truest son of the promise. Mm-hmm. He's the one that brings the promise forward to all of us. You know, that uh, Abraham was said, you know, in you, you will bless all nations, right. though all nations. And and we have to remember, Ishmael was part of him. And right. God took him and, and uh, they, they, that was not the son of pro- the lineage of promise. Right. But God was going to do something. He never forgets anybody. Never. He told Abraham, I, I, I know you want me to bless Ishmael. And in, in, in time, in the end time, that's Linda's version. It'll okay. be done. If you just trace it. So I, I just, I'm telling you, God is doing something fabulous over there. And you've said, you've heard mm-hmm. there's revival going on over right. there in Jerusalem right now. Well, you know, we can, we can get so bit out of shape, Kathy, uh, with news and the things we're hearing, like what we started with today, and that is something to write on the billboard of life, is that's mm-hmm. what's happening in our world today, worldwide. You know, we just recently had a, a, a terror thing where a young man who was Islamic killed a woman in a factory. You know, just mm-hmm. it, there's so much of that. Mm-hmm. And it's so opposite of what God's plan in Jesus is. And his plan is for peace. It's for love. It's for understanding. And so when we look at it, sometimes we get so disturbed and think, you know, there's just no hope. There is no hope. But that's what why Christmas is so important. That's this season that we've just gone through. Yes. That Jesus is alive. He came back. He is coming again, and that is really our hope as we started with today. Well, and he's working through people just like this, this man that I had just found, this Elias Shakur. Because he has Jesus in his heart, he is working for peace right there in Jerusalem and in Galilee and all of that. It is a reality, and we need to be talking about those kind of positive things, too. We have to know the terror or the night right. because then that stirs us up. To yes. say, Lord Jesus, then how can you use me 
in opposite of that. Well, I think that's right. I mean, when Christians see the darkness, we do not shrink. If we have mm-hmm. the the Almighty God dwelling within us, if He has called us not just conquerors, but more than yeah. conquerors, if He has laid every victory at our feet, then when we hear of darkness, then when we see the darkness, we can see and be in it without trembling, without fearing, and it should, as you were saying, Linda, just spur within us, rise up within us a strength and uh, to stand, and, and, and if we're in the word, words to speak, and as we're connected with God in that relationship, uh, he gives us a sensitivity of when to engage, and, uh, you know, being Christians, it is a remarkable time. It is, I mean, talk about um, God is storing up for us treasures in heaven. And when we speak a word of hope, when we speak yes. the name of Christ, when we pray with an individual, when we look at the darkness, you know, God looks at it and he laughs. I mean, he does not shrink away. We can look at it and say, I will not be discouraged, but I will stand as more than a conqueror, as a victor, and I will take my place according to God's plan and do what he has called me to do. Well, God, he's just there going, yeah, baby, yeah, <laughs> yes. baby. <laughs> That's the yes lie. Well, you know, as, as we think about Israel, we think about Bethlehem when mm-hmm. the great light came forth mm-hmm. and revealed Mm-hmm. The reality of the completion of God's promise. Absolutely. That was, Bethlehem was the stage that God set. You know, it's in the shadow of Jerusalem. It's, mm-hmm. it's about 15 minutes away, you know, from Jerusalem. Only five or six miles. Right. But it was the place where God set the stage for his biggest move ever. Literally, he was going to come and touch the earth, you know, in a physical, because Jesus, we have to remember this, that when he walked this earth, he was the visible image of the the unknown God, or the God of the Israelites. Let's put it that way. He wasn't, he might have been unknown to the rest of the world, but he became that walking and talking and visible image, that, that gift of love. Uh, love on parade, but he started in the most obscure thing. Doesn't that give us hope that no matter how obscure we think we are, Jesus started in a stable. And, you know, when you look at, at, at the world today and the news and the way that we communicate today, God used some very interesting things to bring people to Bethlehem to, mm-hmm. to acknowledge and not just worship, but acknowledge God had fulfilled that promise that Messiah would come. And today, with, the, with us being worldwide, as even as we talk this moment, Linda, mm-hmm. it is mind-boggling that we, as women, have the opportunity today to talk about Jesus in a manner in which worldwide people can come to understand him and know him. And, you know, that's one of the things that's so important for us here at Love Talk is that's why we're here. It is to let people know that he, he is real. Absolutely. He's coming again. Yes. He has a plan for your life. Yes. He will live in you and give you the power and the strength and even the tenacity to fight the things that come against us. And so that's the good news of the Goodyear, Goodyear 
the new good year, Kathy. That, that is true. I mean, we are just about to step into a new year, and we get to decide now, will we step into that new year with hope? Will we step into that new year with strength? Will we step into that new year with our hand in Christ's hand, with him dwelling within us? Now, this being uh, the last weekend of 2014, some of us have decisions to make. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about that, about talking into the new year and how we might start well in the new year uh, right after this. Stick with us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120, today's Christian Talk. Welcome back to Love Talk. We are just really having a good time today, Kathy, talking to Reverend Linda Chandler, who wrote the book, uh, Gates of Redemption, and uh, is a co-author in our new book, Praying, Praying, and Praising Across Texas. That's so true. I, and Linda, it's so wonderful to have you with us here today. And I, I'm so excited about this new book coming out January 20th. And it is about praying and, and praising God and, and, and praying for our leaders. And, mm. you know, Linda was talking with us over the break. Uh, when we pray for Israel, it's like praying in God's legislative halls. Because, you know, when, when Christ returns, he will not return as a little bitty baby boy. Mm. He will not return as a lamb. He's returning as the Lion of Judah. And his feet, when his feet step down, it is going to 
split the earth. I mean, it, it just, it's, it's amazing. It's going to be a huge event. And this praying and praying, across, praising, praying and praising across Texas, this book that's coming out, you know, the Holy Spirit prepares hearts through prayer. And on January 20th, Texans throughout the state of Texas, are going to be beginning this prayer journey together to uh, pray for our leaders. And I know that we've received, um, you know, individuals who who call and want to know how they can get it. All Mm -hmm. you need to do is you go to ndpaustin.org. It's a... N for national, D for for daily, and P for prayer, austin.org. And um, you will be able to uh, get that book, Praying and Praising Across Texas. Yeah, and you can get it individually. Uh, It's $8 plus $2 shipping, or they can get it by case for a church at a discount price. Well, you know, we're just excited about prayer, Linda, and we want to spend uh, some time talking about why it is that we, why is it really important? We know why Israel is important in our world yes. today because Jesus started there. I mean, that's where God put his thumbprint of love yes. on the world was mm-hmm. in, in uh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Uh, so we know that that's where our hope started. But let's talk about why it is that we need to be praying for Israel today. He says uh, in John seventeen twenty one, may they all be one as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you. May they also be one in us, so that the world may know, may believe you sent me. We are to pray that people will know that the Father has sent Jesus. Absolutely. Because that makes it, it it just shows the reality of God's promises, a prophecy fulfilled. It shows all of that. It says in the book of Zechariah that this is in Zechariah 8. It says, I am extremely jealous on Zion's behalf, and I am jealous for her with a great fury. The Lord says, I am returning to Zion, and I will live in Jerusalem. And then Jerusalem will be called Truth City. So, so it will be to show that he is that standard of truth, that Jesus Christ came to show us the way, the truth, and the life, that, that he is the way. Well, who is the all then? You know, we know it. We, you know, we've had a great heritage in America of our founding fathers believing God, establishing new territory, yes. uh, building a constitution that guarantees us many rights. But when he says that the world may believe you sent me, that God sent Jesus, how are we? Who is this you out there? That this we world know? out there? Yes. It's the people that just think this is a fairy tale or a story. It's those that are unbelievers, you know, that just have said, eh, nah, you know, yeah, maybe there's a God out there, whatever. But it's going to be, it will be set. You know, he says every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess. So, you know, whether you want to do it now or then when there is no more time, right. <laughs> that's why we make a decision. Um, and not to scare us, but it's to be able to say, you know what? That's what my, is we trust. We trust in the hope of mm-hmm. what this is all about. That he will again, hope being, give us that reality of a perceived desire for us to know God. Well, he's creating that desire worldwide today. And, mm-hmm. you know, just recently we had Tom Doyle uh, 
on, with us. And yes, Tom Doyle, about. you know, he travels all over the Middle East. He and his wife, Joanne, has, have been there since 1994. And the just miraculous stories about um, uh, Muslims coming to know Christ through visions, through dreams, where... Um, you know, they have been having dreams of Christ for, you know, possibly 10 years, but there's no one there to talk to. And even he, he mentioned those individuals being in the United States. So those individuals who are actively walking out the faith of Islam that are receiving dreams about Jesus Christ, but they, they have no one to ask. They have no one to speak to. Um, but when they come to know who this Christ is and what he has done for them and the fact that he is uh, the truth and the way and the Absolutely. life, as you were saying, there are becoming drum, uh, just dramatic conversions where um, these former Muslims, now followers of Christ, are laying down their lives and their lives being taken by families, one uh, by her brother who found, uh, he saw actually a change in her. He said, something's different yeah, that, with yeah. you. I see a change in you. You are no longer walking around with your head down and, and burdened. You have joy. What is wrong with you? And... Um, you know, so it's amazing. Not only we have to realize that, real, that that when we come to know Christ, while it is an intellectual belief, there is a transformation. You know, that transformation that you were talking about earlier, um, Linda, that when you become transformed, when you become changed, you then become a change agent to affect the lives of others. And we are seeing that. Um, Tom was telling us a story after story throughout the Middle East. Well, I think a lot has to do, too, because the, in Islam, there's really no thing about uh, God has no sons and daughters. So there's mm-hmm. no uh, intimate relationship. And I mean, they even repeat that. I, I, I remember being in Damascus at one time, Syria, when I traveled over there and the little school children were going down the road singing, God has no sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. So all you are is basically a servant or a slave to God. And, and so here comes Jesus, who is the son of God, and he calls us in to be sons and daughters through an act of forgiveness of saying, you didn't get it. You didn't understand, but here's God's love. And that's just, what? God really loves us? We don't have to do all these legalistic type things, but he loves us. It's the relationship of mm-hmm. love. And where does that come? That didn't come out of your head. It comes out of your heart. Mm-hmm. And the heart's filled with hope and faith. Then it has to bubble out. Linda. Exactly. It, you can't contain it. You know, some people just get really bothered when you talk to them about praying for Israel. But even before Jesus came, uh, in, in the psalm it says in Psalm 122, Pray for Jerusalem's peace. Prosperity, all you Jerusalem lovers, friendly insiders, get along. Hostile outsiders, keep your distance. For the sake of my family and friends, I say it again, live in peace. For the sake of the house of our God, God, I'll do my very best for you. That's what the psalmist said. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. as Christians, we cannot close our eyes to the plan that God has for Israel because... We are to pray. So let's, let's talk about what some of the things that we need to pray for, for Linda, for Israel. We, the first thing is we need to pray for the return of Jesus Christ. 
Absolute to return as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that he would take precedence over everything. Because when he touches down literally in the flesh again, that's what's going to happen. So right now we're praying in those purposes of justice. We're praying in the purposes of truth being told. It just, you know, we read in Zacharias to be the city of truth. And, and, um, We've just got to pray for those purposes because we are being called to legislate. You know, God really waits on us. How interested are you really in my world? We were first to be the stewards of this world. You know, we don't just get to lie around and say, oh, let's let God do it. Oh, okay, I'm going to give that over to God. No, he. we have an active responsibility. And it starts in the bedroom of prayer or the, the place of prayer. Because what is prayer? It's our relationship with God. It's your telephone line. And sometimes we don't need to just be talking to him, but if you're really on a telephone, we have to talk to each other. It's just like right in here, we're, we're, we get really excited, but we, as we listen to one another, oh, my gosh, we get all stirred up and fired up and ready mm-hmm. to go. And I say, Kathy, say certain things. I'm sitting over going, wow, I see you say something. So, again, it's relationship. It's a two-way connection. And that's what prayer is. It's not about just making a bunch of requests. You know, I love it when you said you 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 have a fasting. When you do prayer, you don't ask. You mm-hmm. fast from asking. I've always been just. And so maybe sometimes we need to just go to God and say, all right, you say to pray for Jerusalem. What would you have me pray, God? What is it? Thank God for Jerusalem. Yes, thank you that you came and for the great gift of Jesus there and what happened there. And instead of seeing it as a place of, or you know, just a terrible thing, did you see it as, oh, that was a place of my provision. That's how I know you, God. Well, you know, as we pray, uh, the one of the first things that we pray for for Israel is peace. That mm-hmm. comes from that psalm. And it's, it says that we, we're not only just, uh, the Lord doesn't hint this. He charges us to do this, Linda. Mm-hmm. He said, you are challenged to pray for Israel. And Jesus, the Father, made both of these important things. It made it important to us. Old Testament, New Testament. There was no difference in their call for us to pray for Israel. And the reason is, I believe, is because that was a plan from the beginning. Absolutely. Is that. Jesus would come. There would be a place, a prophecy. And all of the prophecies about Jesus, all of them say where he will be born. And out of the line of David, out of the line of Abraham. And so we need to thank God that Israel is still there, still operating, and that we can have an influence and an impact on what happens to those that are waiting to hear about Jesus based on what's going on in Israel and with the Islamic people around the world, because that is the number one charge yes. is against Christians. Mm-hmm. But we must mm-hmm. pray for them for a wholeness of holiness to come into their lives. Amen. And as we do that, God will bless. You know, and I would even, Evelyn, I love that you said, you know, there are individuals out there that say, I just don't see a reason to pray for Israel. That just doesn't make sense to me. I would put it as a challenge out there to our listeners that, you know, for one month, if you would set aside one month, that as you were praying for your family, as you were praying for for your life and your provision, your relationship, and you're praying for these for our nation here in the United States, mm-hmm. 
take a, a small, even if you take an extra 60 seconds and just say, Lord, I lift Israel yes. before your mighty throne and I mm. pray for their leadership and I pray that their eyes may be opened. Okay. And, and pray it once a day, pray it for a month when you're spending time with the Lord and just see if he wouldn't affirm with you that, that that is pleasing to him. And that would be something that, that he would have you continue to do this year. Well, we are talking today with Linda Chandler. We're talking about uh, what it really means to come to know the reality of the love of the Lord Jesus and the birth that we've just, uh, the celebration of Christmas that we've gone through and how important Israel was in that part of God's plan and is still part of that plan today. When we come back, I want us to talk a little bit, Linda, about why we need to pray that God would bless Israel. Right after this, stay with us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think, marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is Y-O-U-centric. Visit thinkmarketingtexas.com to learn more. That's thinkmarketingtexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? thinkmarketingtexas.com. ThinkMarketingTexas.com. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davidson and Kathy Enderbrock here at the Bridge 1120, today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock in studio with the Lady of Love, um, Evelyn Davidson, and we have special guest Linda Chandler. Well, we have been talking 
about uh, prayer today, specifically regarding Israel. Now, we sure hope that y'all have had a beautiful, wonderful, merry Christmas. We realize that was just a couple days ago now, and so we are we are um, fueled with joy from Christmas, this Christmas season, and it brings us to Israel, brings us to the topic of Israel, because where was Christ born? He was born in the town of Bethlehem. And and so the story that we've been celebrating, the reality that we have been celebrating um, centers around the nation of Israel. And we have um, been talking about why we should pray for Israel, the fact that we are charged by God to pray for peace and that um, we are to pray for Jesus' return. Where is he going to return? He is going to return specifically to and his feet will be placed down within the nation of Israel, and the whole world will know it. And we know that praying for Israel brings blessing to us. Now, Linda, I have a question for you. We know that we should pray for Israel, but how do we do that? How should we pray for the blessing, the peace of Jerusalem? How do we pray for Israel? Well, I think that uh, as we just look at the word of peace, it's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So what is peace? Peace is absence of conflict. If there's not conflict going on, then a lot of great things can happen. A king legislates from his city and it, but if he's having to constantly be quote let's say this um when in 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 ancient times where kings had to go out and war and fight or when nations war and fight it is much harder to get the um things done people need to live in peace the absence of conflict so that we can uh raise families and um educate our children, and we can prosper and grow and really become the people that God wants us to be. So when you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, we're, we're praying that the city that Jesus is going to come to, where he is the king, he is the prince of peace when he was walking on this earth. It's called the prince of peace. You know, that's in Isaiah, you know, prince of peace. Well, but he's going to be the king and so we're and so we're we're making ready for his city to be we're 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 putting in our our words and our time to say we need the absence of conflict here lord god we want to be about a blessing people we want to be about a loving people and where it starts it's going to start in the city of the king it's like a window for all of us and it should flow and if we're praying that here and we're praying that for our own states and stuff. We're praying that what God really wants is reconciliation with the whole world. Right. The absence of conflict. That brother would love brother. That sister would love sister. That's what God is is uh, uh, talking to us about. You know, and I love that because when we're praying, I mean, we're almost putting words to our hope. We want yes. there to be peace within the entire Middle East. Now, we know that no man can, can make that, that happen, exactly. but God can make that happen. And asking him to make that happen is a good thing. Well, yeah. what, can I just say this yeah. real quick? Because it came to me, it's like I've just been studying this thing in Revelations about the bowls, the golden bowls of heaven, yeah. and how that they're filled with the prayers of the people. So just think about this: if all around the world, I want you guys to have a picture of this. All around the world, we were saying, you know, Lord, we want to do what you said. We're praying for the peace of your city, where you're going to come and your feet are going to touch. We're praying. We're holding up. We're asking for peace. We're asking for the absence of conflict. 
what if just millions and millions of people were doing that and we're filling that gold bowl up mm-hmm. because it says at the proper time an angel takes that bowl and then goes before the Lord God and then God adds fire to it and is poured back on earth with the answer. What if we are part of the answer? Mm. Big responsibility here. We better be praying. Fire, yeah, and that fire, uh, Linda, is power. It, the fire is representative of power. But it's the power, power of God. And it comes down. And, you know, it's not like to answer. a match. You know, it, is, yes. it, is, it has to originate with him, just like the love that he had yes. for us. That he put in place a plan that Jesus would come. He put in place a plan for Mary and put in a place for Joseph. He has a plan for us today. One of the things I really feel convicted about in praying for Israel is not just pray for the peace, but to pray for the leadership that's there. Yes. The leadership that's there. And that's some of the leaders, not just for Israel, but for the for the enemies of Israel, of Israel, because that's what brings war is when enemies come against the word of God, the people of God. And so, yes, we pray for Israel. That's one of the things we do. Well, and why, why, do they, why do they come against them? Because yeah. they're jealous. Right, right. Mm. It's always been that way. Well, it's been great today, Linda, having you with us. You always give us such a good perspective. No, y'all get me all stirred up. Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to be praying it. even more about Israel but, now. But, you know, prayer is important. And we have really an opportunity in Texas uh, beginning in January, yes. Kathy, uh, to do what we've talked about we need to do for Israel and that, or for our world, and that is to pray for leadership yes. that would lead us God's way. That's true. I mean, there are so many needs, and, and you think the burden that the leaders carry to do the right thing, and uh, and biblically in, in the New Testament, yes. we are told by Paul to pray for those in authority over mm. us. And so and on January 20th, when we begin praying and praising across Texas, we're going to be praying for those leaders. So here's the question, Evelyn, right now, what do we do Right now, Christmas is right behind us. The well, New Year is right in website, front of us. You can go, or you can go to Amazon. It's called Praying and Praising Across Texas. Uh, or you can go to the website ndpaustin.org and order a book. And if you want a case, uh, you call me on the love line. uh, 512-249-6535. And friends, it is time that we do stop hiding out in those those prayer closets and pews. We come out and we get actively involved presenting Jesus Christ as the only rope of hope. And that is why Evelyn and I are here. That's why we come out to our radio friends every week. We want to present Jesus Christ. We want you to know the ABCs of love, that you can acknowledge your need for forgiveness and newness of life. Believe in Jesus Christ as that he is the answer, that he loves you. Confess him as Lord and Savior. Commit your life to him, and you have a brilliant 2015. We'll talk with you next week.